This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So, Bree, I remember this one time I was in a bike race around Tucson, and uh, I wasn't paying attention. We were riding down 4th Avenue, and there's railroad tracks, like street track tracks, and my bike's tire like went and wedged in to the railroad tracks, no. and I totally fell down and just like skinned my hands, everything. Ugh. I had nothing with me, nothing at all. And it's that times where you want a first aid product and you have nothing. And <laughs> active skin repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. I've used it on my son's mosquito bites, and I wish I would have had it the time I totally scraped up my hands. Oh, I hear you. Like whenever I go paddleboarding, kayaking, I'm always trying to find something that is like an all-in-one that I can take with me. And active skin repair could be used like that. It can be used to treat cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for all skin types, all parts of the body, like eczema and acne-prone skin, all of that. With over 500,000 happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order. Use code NOGUILT. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast and welcome to 2024. I am your host, Joanne Crone, here with the wonderful Brie Tucker. Why, hello, hello. How are you? It's 2024, Brie. How do we get here? (laughs) That's what I was going to say. Like, how is it a new year already? Like, that just doesn't seem possible. Happy New Year. Yeah. Can I can I say that January is not my favorite time of the year? Like I really? always why not? Well, as this episode is titled, I tend to go mm-hmm. through a bit of a holiday hangover right after mm. the holidays. I miss all the get-togethers, the lights, the joy of the holiday season, getting to hang out with family and not arguing about stupid little petty stuff. You know what happens in January? My credit card bill comes mm. in. You know what happens in January? Oh. It gets dreary outside and it's cold. Oh. But I just feel like for me personally and my little slice of life, like January is more about cleaning up after everything that just happened for the last couple of months. All the crap that you yeah. just mentally and physically pushed aside just to get through the holiday season. It's all there now staring at me. We need to change your perspective on January, which I hope that we'll do in this episode. So let's get on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. So let's talk 
more about this burnout, Brie, because I am so interested. I do not have the same thing. I don't have a holiday hangover. So like you mentioned credit cards do everything. Like what are you thinking during this time? Uh, yeah, I think just that it's, it's all right there. Time is trumping on and we got more going on. Like it's just, it's everything. It's everything from the things that I probably needed to address. I don't know. Just anything. Like, let's say I needed to apply for a program for my, for my kids to do in the spring semester. And I got notices of it in December. Yeah. I pushed that sucker aside because I had 16 other things I was dealing with in December. So now I have to like go back through, find the stuff that I had pushed aside that I still have to address, get done, get started looking into the new year, all the things you got to start planning. I think everybody's different. I've just, for whatever reason, I've always had a doom and gloom perspective of January. I don't, I don't know if it's from growing oh. up in the Midwest and it's gray and it's icy and it's just, you're tired of it by then. Yeah. And you just, it's nothing but sleep moving forward. But I, I just, I feel like there's just a lot. Like I have to, I, I joke right now we're recording in early December. I've joked that my house looks like Christmas just threw up in it. Like there's Boxes everywhere of things half put out, half put away. And like, yeah. And, and I've got to move them all back so that my house looks pretty and neat again and I can breathe. But then I've got to deal with taking them all out. You know, one year I left my tree up until March just because I didn't want to deal with taking it down. (laughs) That's a thing. That's a thing. And what you're describing are actually signs of being burnt out. Yes. (laughs) You're describing like this never ending load of things that you have to do. And it sounds like nothing you do is ever going to fix this massive load of things that right. you have to do. So you get in that and whole, you're just why mad. Even try? <laughs> why even try? Exactly. And you just like have no interest in January, really, because you feel like it's a doom and gloom kind of thing. Yes, it's all January's fault, if you ask me. I it's all January, January's fault. <laughs> January just shouldn't have even come by. Now, I do love one of my very favorite people, Jen, Jen Red. She was her birthday's in January. And so is her son Landry, but those are my only two. Like other than that, I'm like, January sucks. (laughs) My dad's birthday's in January. Oh, I didn't know your dad's birthday. All right. I've never had that feeling about January. I see like January is like being this new and hopeful time where all of these, like I sound very Pollyanna right now and I'm not a Pollyanna, but all these new things can happen in this year. And it's all like, possibility and perspective and just fun stuff. It's just another chance to experience new things in the coming year is really how I view January. I can get there, but it typically takes me to like the end of February. (laughs) That's a long time. That's a long time. I spend a lot of time in this, like you call it what you want, holiday hangover, burnout, hell. Like I've stuck there a lot in the very beginning of the year. And I know I'm not alone because I do talk to a lot of people that have a similar setup of like, it's just all, yeah. Part of it is like all the the fun of the holidays, but then it's also all the crappy. It's like, it's like waking up after a party, right? Like (laughs) crap. Now I got to put everything away. I got to clean up. It's just, it's a lot. (laughs) And also I feel like part of the holiday hangover is you no longer have something to look forward to. Because right. a lot of people look forward to the holidays and look forward to the family get togethers. And all of a sudden it happened and you're like, oh, well, it's another year until we get to do that. Now I just have to slug my way through. I mean, do you feel like that? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. yeah like, like I was saying, like, I don't really feel like I have that positive outlook again until about 
you know, the end of February, beginning of March, then I'm like, okay, I can crawl back out and I can start looking for, oh, spring breaks around the corner. We can do something fun with that. And oh, here comes the summer. And like, there's just, I can get behind it. It's, it's everything. It's the financial Mm -hmm. stuff. It's the family stuff. It's the household stuff, but it all burns me out. And it's funny because like, I don't really, I've never really given it a title before, but as soon as I saw this episode that you wanted to record, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. That sounds like a holiday hangover. (laughs) I think I have that. It is it. It's so funny because I feel like the holiday hangover is actually best prevented rather than fixed. You know, like it's putting things in your holiday plan to plan for your holiday hangover so that it doesn't happen quite as horribly. Like last year, I I was like, I don't want to get into January feeling all glum and blah. I want something to look forward to right away. And my husband was going on his first trip to India for his work. And I was like, oh, well, that's going to suck. I'm like, how can I not make this suck? Okay. I, we need to plan something that I'm looking forward to. And that's when we went to Disneyland with my mom. And it was a great, great experience. And I feel like it put me in the holiday, not the holiday mood, but it put me like there was a positive bent on my year because I had that to look forward to right there at the beginning of the year. So like in terms of holiday hangovers, I think next year in particular, we should like put this on our calendar and no guilt mom. We should make the holiday hangover prevention plan. And we kind of do with our mind body unicorn challenge. That's what we're getting people in to do right now to like switch that mindset over. But It's really about making sure there's something that you're excited about in the month after Christmas. And it goes a lot into a self-care strategy, which we're going to talk about that and more right after this break. Hey, all it is Joanne and Bree here. And we want to tell you about a podcast that you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Uturbe. And it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And in this latest season of Understood Explains, it covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. We actually just listened to the episode, IEPs, Does My Child Need an IEP? And here is what we loved about it. I loved that it was so digestible. Like it was such a short episode and all of the topics, which could be really confusing to parents, were easily explained. And I loved how they gave great concrete examples because you know how much I love me a good example. They explained what kind of services and supports you could actually see on a child's IEP or individual education plan. And they explained those acronyms that nothing drives me more crazy than when there's acronyms and I don't get it. I don't know what it stands for. They took the time to explain everything in so much detail and to cover concerns that a lot of families have about special ed services. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Hey guys, Brie here. And let me tell you, April is a killer time of the year for me because it is crazy allergy season. I swear, everything that is in bloom looks fantastic and beautiful, but it makes it so I can't breathe. I am literally coughing, sneezing, rubbing my nose. I look like Rudolph half of the spring. It's terrible. But luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies like I do, we live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms 
and decongest your nose so you can finally breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine is the best decongestant available. It relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I absolutely love it. It is the only allergy medicine that works for me. So if you're ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just one quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. So if you are experiencing the holiday hangover right now, like free, <laughs> just not looking forward to anything and you're not, not alone. <laughs> yeah. Not thinking that you're going to get out of it till the end of February, which, you know, two months is a really horrible time to spend miserable. <laughs> the first thing it is when you say it that way, man. it is, it is, <laughs> but it's like, you don't know you're going through it until you bring it out. Like yeah, you don't know true. it's a problem until you talk about it and until you recognize it. But I think, Bree, we need to plan something that you're going to look forward to in January. Something that like will light you up and make you excited. So like, can you think of anything? Uh, Well, okay. So last year, the way that my husband and I like, well, I don't, I wasn't necessarily trying to take off this holiday hangover type burnout thing I have going on, but we did make ourselves at the end of the year, we reflected on like, you know, what what did we like about the year? What we'd like to have done differently. And we're like, okay, you know what? We want to do more experiences. It's kind of, kind of ridiculous that we have every other week, our house is empty and no kids that we have to like work around and we don't go more places. So we Mm -hmm. planned two events every month that we would do. Sometimes it was something like we were just going to go to an art show or as the weather got warmer, we were going to go do our kayaking or paddle boarding. I love the ocean. I found it ridiculous that I go to the ocean maybe once every couple of years, even though it's a five-hour drive. So we we planned a couple of trips to San Diego and all that. And we had to do it all right then and there because like many of us, life gets busy and it passes us by. Yeah. So maybe that's what I need to do. I need to plan something like you just, well, it, it, that is exactly what you said. I need to plan something to look forward to. It needs to be an experience for me. I need to have something to. to look forward to. Yeah. That's actually how I started the beginning of 2024. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to let 2024 happen to me. I'm going to put these things on my calendar so that it's a really good year. And that's when we we ended up going to Disneyland. We ended up going to Europe. I went to Orlando for a conference. We went to Mexico. All of these things were put on. But San Francisco, went to San Francisco. 2023 was a good year. It was a good year. Travel is a really important thing to me. And it's something that I know I need to put on my schedule so that I feel good and that I am experiencing new things and I'm exposing my kids to new things as well. That's my self-care strategy. It's not massages. It's not bubble baths, although massages are great. I highly recommend (laughs) them. But that's not it alone. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It it is finding that thing. So like as you're talking, my brain is going through like, okay, what are the things I want to do? Maybe we should make a list of places we want to go, make a list of like, we're big into concerts too, Mm -hmm. artists that we want to see. Yeah. Music festivals. Yeah. What are three things you would want to do this year? I want to hear yours. Mine? Oh, I'm going traveling. I'm throwing you on the spot right now. We're planning (laughs) New Zealand right now. Okay. Going to New Zealand in June. There's a mastermind in Mexico (laughs) that I'm looking forward to. And I want- Also in June. Also, right? in G- <laughs> yeah, yeah. How Josh we describes need to spread it. it out. 
he like was describing it to my son yesterday. He's like, my son was like, when are you going to Mexico? And my husband's like, a week before we go to New Zealand, because mom's crazy. I'm like, <laughs> maybe I am. I like it though. I really like it. I love traveling. I like, I like experiencing all the things and going to all the places. So that's good. More, more music. We're probably going to go to the Innings Festival. Oh, in really? Well, Which we day are you going? Kids. Who knows? Okay. Who knows if they're even available still? We kind of need to figure that out, don't we? Yeah, they still are. They added a second festival. So oh, yeah, cool. there are two festivals. Now. That would be that would be it. So like going out and having fun there. And then, I mean, that covers it, the travel. And I'm probably put some more cities on it. My kids want to go to New York because last time we went to New York, my daughter was like, we went for a dance thing. And she was in dance lessons all day. And she's like, I feel like I did not get to see New York. <laughs> and if I recall correctly, it was during the summer and there was a blackout. Oh, yeah, there was a blackout. So that, was the, <laughs> so, that was the blackout. But it was, that was it a blackout was only like a little bit of our New York trip. <laughs> right. But I'm all like that, that. That does make it so that the New York trip wasn't exactly everything you guys had hoped it could be. Yeah, first. But it gave us a great story. I mean, who else climbed thirty-two floors up to their hotel room to get back in after a blackout? Like half of Times Square, it went right down the middle, thankfully. So it was still light in Times Square, but like half of it was dark and half of it was light. And our hotel here at Marriott Marquis, which is right in Times Square, and it was like, yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of stairs, a lot of stairs. We all slept really well. (laughs) (laughs) You were all exhausted. So traveling. Traveling and doing music, like, yeah, I want to, yeah, I definitely, like, I know I need to go, I want to plan a family vacation because it's the last summer before my my son goes to, co- uh, goes to college. Woo! Reach jumping ahead here. <laughs> last summer before he's a senior. So I want to definitely get that done and, yeah. But not get it done. Do you look forward to it or do you want to get it done? Well, okay. So I know I said get that done, but that is like a done We've talked about this before in passing, like how I really like being able to check things off because I feel like I made a plan, I stuck with it, and I managed to accomplish it because Mm -hmm. with somebody that's as flighty as I am, that's a big achievement. Okay. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Right? That I actually had a plan and I followed through with it. I didn't like (laughs) put it in the pile of everything. I'll have to send you a picture later of the pile of stuff that's sitting next to my desk. Because it's stuff that I keep saying, I'll deal with it later. Okay, here's what I want you to do. I, every time you need to use the bathroom, I want you to write, use bathroom on your notepad. <laughs> and then you'll go and you'll come back. You'll be like, check, I did it. Check. I did it. Yeah. Hey, what is that? Like, oh, that was like, uh, shoot. That was like a kid's show thing. I can't remember which one now. Like, we did it. We, we did it. Dora. Yay. It's Dora. Oh, it's, it? the, it's the sadistic one that I sent you. Remember with the, we hid the body. Oh. <laughs> back. Pack. <laughs> we did it. So yeah. So like, I definitely like. So done. I'm still looking forward to it. I just want to. I want to get it done. Like last year in 2023, my big thing was a cruise. I got to take my hmm. whole immediate family on a cruise. My kids had never been before. We were really excited about that, and like, yeah. all got to look forward to it. So yeah, I need to plan more of experiences for sure because that's where we're at at this point. The experiences are fun. Like stuff just weighs you down. I feel. Like, I don't like, I know, you know, my whole opinion on stuff. And, and I like things. my tchotchkes. <laughs> I like you my like little things. You like your I cannot I like, handle them. I like my little things. So actually, that would be another thing for this year is I am looking at, I just moved my office back in October. I live in a three-story townhouse. So my office had been in my bedroom, which those boundaries were not working well for me. The only nice part of it was 
I could occasionally roll out of bed and be right there at my desk. Yeah. (laughs) Now it's on the first floor. So like that is also my my dream for this year is to have my office look the way I want it to look. Because I've never had an office before that I could actually Mm -hmm. decorate the way I wanted it. So I'm very excited for that. That's exciting. See, that's a good thing. You could look forward to that in January. Do you like a little redecorating of your office and making it your own personal space? Yeah. So that's like, that would actually be another great thing, I think, for anybody to deal with kind of with some self-care strategies, like make yourself a project that Mm -hmm. is fun. And maybe it's something within your home. And if you give yourself enough time, it doesn't have to be like crazy expensive. But also I I do, there's a lot of validity for hiring help. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. Hire the help. Hire the, there's actually like websites that will design it for you for really cheap. Oh, like, really? Yeah. You can give them pictures of your style. And like my sister-in-law used it and I can't remember what it's called. It's called like Roomly or I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll put it in the show notes. It'll be good. Okay. <laughs> It'll be good. We will. It'll be good. That sounds awesome. So awesome. with your self-care strategies, you really, it's self-care is really all about yourself. So you have to figure out what brings you joy, what makes you look forward to something. It can't be something that you feel like you have to do, nor can it be the commodified self-care, which is like, oh, I'm going to work out every day. Oh, I'm going to make sure I go get a manicure and a pedicure. No, that's like up-leveled hygiene, I feel. <laughs> like... It's the well, thing that like, it's not just you. It's not just you that feels that way. Like in the mm-hmm. in the in the self care community in mm-hmm. general, that is not considered. So- We're trying to help break the thought process that hygiene or upscaled hygiene mm-hmm. gets to count as self care. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's maintenance. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's your. Dare I say almost basic right? That's your like. You, you, it is. You, it's your you, basic right. You deserve right. to be able to bathe. You deserve to be able to have clothes that fit you. You deserve to be able to work out and have that time to help clear your brain. That isn't and necessarily to feel strong self-care. in your body. Yes. Yeah. You deserve that. You deserve yeah. all of those things. So when you're looking for this, make sure you find something fun. We really want to hear about it too. So if you want to go comment on Instagram or leave us a review here on the No Gilman podcast, tell us what you're doing for self-care this year. We would love to hear it. So in terms of self-care, we've talked about a lot of really big things. Let's talk about how to make this a little more realistic to you. And we're going to do that right after this break. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. 
I am Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. So often we begin a year and we're like, this is going to be my year. This is going to be the perfect year. This is when I'm going to like, I'm going to lose like 50 pounds. I'm going to like, what are really big goals we hear, Bray? I don't, I was just going with the whole, it's going to be the best year ever. Ever, yeah. I'm going to declutter my whole house. I'm going to, um, that's a big one. That's a big one we hear all the time. I'm going to stop yelling completely. I'm going to give up sugar. Yeah. Yep. We're going to have a set day every week where we all do family stuff and no one fights. Like, okay. and no one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got to rein in a little bit. Let's, let's bring that back just a tiny bit. <laughs> and today being January, if you've probably already made that goal and it's already failed. <laughs> and you're like, well, <laughs> what are we going to do after this? It's all about setting those realistic expectations about what to achieve, or maybe it's just what's your meaning and what's your purpose? Because I've been digging a lot for you into like, you know, how to prevent burnout and how to find happiness. And in this book I'm reading right now, Burnout by Emily and Amelia Nagoski, the third chapter talks about one of the biggest buffers against burnout is to have a deeper meaning and a deeper purpose. Because that purpose is really what propels you and what helps you get through really hard times and keeps you going forward. So, okay. Yeah. So for example, like my, my deeper meaning and purpose is really to help other women realize how the message we've been told about being moms is not serving us and is something that we can change. And when we change that, we become happier people. And not only that, but we show the next generation how they can change it as well. Being that example, and it's like really world changing. And that's what I wake up for every single day. I'm like, okay, like who can I help and who can I push along the way so they experience less stress and so we can take over the world. Because women take over the world. Yeah, but I mean, like women are in such like a place where we have great capacity for doing, not doing more, but having more of an impact. But to do that, we really have to shed some beliefs that we have about ourselves. Yeah. And what we're here to do. So finding exactly what your meaning and what your purpose is, is something that helps with that. And in the book, I love it because they give the example of Disney movies and the female leads in Disney movies, finding out what their deeper purpose is and what their calling is. And one of the examples is Moana, where all throughout the movie, Moana's like, you know, the ocean, it calls me, you know, and she sings a song and then she switches to be like, it was never outside me. The call's always been in me. And she's realized that her deeper purpose is just to go explore and to be like with the outside world outside of her island. Mm-hmm. And that's Moana's purpose. And all the all the princesses in the Disney movies and non-princesses, Moana's the daughter of a chief. She's going to be the chief. My favorite Disney movie, by the way. So good. 
they're all looking for a deeper meaning and a deeper purpose. And that's something that I don't feel we talk about enough. We talk about not us in particular, just as a society. We talk about like, oh, we're going to declutter or, oh, we're going to lose 20 pounds. But for what? Like, why are we doing it? What is the why behind everything? Because when you know your why, you are able to move around challenges that get in your way, which will, they will all get in your way because you're always looking at that bigger picture and what you're doing and what you're here for. So some ways to like find deeper meaning, their their goals and achievements. Mm-hmm. Deeper meaning is some people find their deeper meaning in serving a higher spiritual power, you know. So, regardless of like if you're religious or if you're not religious, it's just something higher than yourself. And other find it in like really deep and loving relationships and improving those relationships with people. And parenting could be one of those things that people do find a deeper meaning in, but it really just depends on you and what you're involved in. Well, I was gonna say, like, so what I'm hearing on this is that. Your deeper, your meaning that you're looking for, first of all, you don't have to necessarily overthink it because that can be a lot of pressure. Like I try to figure out what my meaning is. And a lot of us will default to what's around us. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so my my meaning is to be a great mom or whatever. And I will say like, okay, so to share my my meaning had always been because I've always been in this social work field of like helping others. And so I always wanted my, whatever it is I did with my life to have a positive impact on others. And early in my career, that was like by doing early intervention and helping families that had children with disabilities and helping people find the resources that are out there that they need to help support their goals to be the people that they want to be. Most of the time, the parents that they want to be. And then, then I went through my divorce and then Mm -hmm. I felt like my purpose was still in that that realm of like helping others, but it changed to sharing my story and my experiences and still connecting people with the resources that they need to get through these kinds of things. And, and especially, especially I focus a lot on trying to help people from getting in the pitfalls of toxic relationships, right? Yeah. And trying to help them realize that they have worth outside of their role in their family. Same, same as you. Mine is a little bit more of trying to like not have anybody wake up like I did and going like, oh my God, what am I doing? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean that that's a deeper meaning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. But the point is, is that it's fluid. It can change. It can be whatever. So like, while that is what's giving you your drive. So again, like while my drive at first was to help people find resources and helping people have a positive, like having a positive impact on other people's lives. I can't control like that. That was a really big thing because I was like, I can't control whether or not I had a positive impact in somebody's life. I can't control whether or not somebody saw their interactions with me as a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know where I'm going with this. But it's always, but it's, but it's even like refining. So it's not, I don't even think your purpose has changed that much. I think it's always like connected by the same thing. It's really helping women, usually helping women navigate through life and like not be taken down by the pitfalls or their challenges or their struggles. Because one thing interesting, looking back at your life, and I'm talking to you, listening to this podcast right now, looking back at your life, you have always had the same meaning and purpose driving you. You might just not know that it's been driving you. And one way to look at it is to look at every single challenge that you've had and look to see how you've come through it and then what your survival skills were 
through it as well. And that'll really show you exactly what your deep-seated beliefs are and what your meaning is. So for example, like one of my big challenges was when I was like high achiever, thought I had to be the best at everything. And if I wasn't the best and I was worthless, I failed the national board certification. And they don't say you failed, by the way. That was my own personal thing. And who can, when you don't get it, you fail it. Yeah, that's like, okay, how it you're, is. You're doing, your, you're doing that quote from Talladega Nights. Like, uh, yeah. uh, oh, I haven't seen name? that movie. Bobby, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, if you're not number one, you're last. If you're not first, you're last. And no. I'm like, oh my God, that's such a, that's so much pressure. There's it's second, there's third, there's fourth. There's a lot of other places you can be. Oh my God. Anyway, but, but it's true. Like if you, a lot of us have that mentality. So like when I failed it, I went into this really, really deep crying every day sort of thing because it struck me to my soul what I was doing. Like it totally ruined this perception I had of myself. And it came coming out of that, realizing if I could just focus on the things that I have control over, pick those out and really figure out what exactly is going on. Where are my issues in this application? Where is the thing that I can improve on and can look for more learning and support to improve on. And in that case, I was like, oh, I'm going to redo this entry because I really don't feel confident teaching writing in this way. And I went back and I went, I went into like, my school had a new program that was amazing. And I learned more about that. And I became better through that process. I reapplied, I became better and I didn't make it the second time either. But because of what I had gone through the first time, that second time I was one point away. I'm like, no big deal. And I apply the same things I did. I don't feel confident teaching reading. I'm going to go more into this and I'm going to retake that one. And I got it. I got it. But that taught me that the value of personal like reflection, the value of insight into my life helped me become better. And I was not a bad person for failing. Rather, I was looking at the skills I still needed to develop and it really helped me. And that is something that I still take with me to my parenting. It's something that I take with me to in my coaching that you're not a bad person right now. You just need to really define exactly what you need to work on and concentrate on that thing to get to the level you want to get. But that showed me I value perseverance and I value not giving up. And I want to encourage other women to do the same. Marathoning was another one. When I did went through the marathon, it was the hardest process I've ever done, like training for that. And I inspired actually some of my friends to take on marathoning as well during that time. And the thing I take from that is like, you can also, you can do really hard things and you can push yourself a little bit while staying comfortable, but like challenge a little bit. And that comes to me today in helping women be more powerful and strong. So looking back at your life, you can kind of see, okay, what challenges have I come up with? Have I come against? What have I learned and how has what I learned helped me today? And what do I do for other people because of that? Yeah. And I want to say like, that's actually, and you might be going like, wait a second. I feel like this podcast has kind of gone in a, in a, in a left-hand turn or whatever, <laughs> but it hasn't. It hasn't. Because, because what I, what I want to bring up is that at the beginning of this episode, I was talking about that holiday hangover, feeling overwhelmed. There's too much going on that I have to do. And it's just, I miss all the things that happened before and I don't know what to look forward to going forward. 
one of the best ways to help you get out of an area where you're in a negative mindset, you're overwhelmed, there's a lot of things going on, is to look at what has gone right. Mm-hmm. Like, like you just said, look at the challenges that you've had in your life and what happened out of them. How did I get out of those challenges? How did I move forward? And that gives you that framework, like you just said, okay, this is what I can do going forward. It, exactly. I, I throw out credit card bills as one. Like, I don't have to be a millionaire to pay off the credit card bills. I just got to come up with a plan. I've done it before. I could do it again. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Whatever it is that, that's, that's bringing you down, you can come up with a plan to move forward. And we are fantastic at that, especially in the Mind Body Unicorn Challenge. So if yes. you're listening to this live, as we're dropping this episode in January of 2024, you need to come join us in that. Yep. There's a link, of course, in the show notes. So we look forward to all of the great things that you are going to do here in 2024. And remember the best mom's a happy mom. Take care of you. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for stopping by. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.